0: Coaches, welcome to this episode of the Mesh Point Podcast. This episode is sponsored by GameStrat. If you're new to the sideline replay system, look no further than GameStrat. GameStrat has the fastest sideline replay system on the market. and They provide 24-7 customer support. Their systems can be used for multiple sports like football, basketball, and volleyball. Bottom line, making in-game adjustments equals winning more games. Go check out GameStrat on Twitter at GameStrat or on the web at www.gametimestrategy.com. We'd also like to mention a new sponsor of the podcast this year, Just Play Solutions. I know most of you know about Just Play and how they can take your game preparation to the next level. From scout cards to player quizzing to installs, Just Play provides coaches with football playbook and game planning tools to prepare faster and engage with today's athletes. Making a priority to check out Just Play this offseason before your league opponents do. Visit www.justplaysolutions.com sign up for a free demo and let them know we sent you Welcome to this this episode of the Mesh Point Podcast. Uh, we've got Coach Conti from uh, from the Citadel. He's the offensive coordinator, and uh, we're really glad to have you tonight, Coach. How you doing?
1: We're doing well. I appreciate you guys having me on. Love what you're doing for for the triple option over there.
0: Well, we no secret we love it, right? <laughs> That's right. That's
1: right. It's a cult. <laughs>
0: well, why don't you um, why don't you kick us off? You know, talk about tell the listeners about. Uh, about how your path uh, got to the Citadel and, and how long you've been there and how long you've been coaching.
1: Okay. Um, well, I played ball at Springfield College in Western Massachusetts, which you've had a couple of guys that come through there on the podcast, obviously. It's the, yeah. it's the mecca, as they say. You know, we come uh, – guys everywhere from that place. But um, – so I played in it there. Um, and then uh, I, my first job was a, was an internship with Chris McKinney, who's the head coach at Maine Maritime Academy. And I think I stayed with coach for three years. And then I went back to Springfield College to get my master's. So I was there for two. So I played in it for four, coached in it for five while I got my master's. And then, um, it's a crazy story, but I might as well tell you. We uh, I was kind of settled down and trying to get into a high school job. Was kind of tired of moving. Uh, had a girlfriend, serious girlfriend at the time. And uh, took a high school job. I was a defensive coordinator for my first time ever an assistant athletic director. And I got a phone call one day from Fred Goldsmith and it's an older name. Maybe he was at Duke. You, yeah. Yes, you know, sir. Yeah. Took Duke to their last bowl game before cut got there. And then, uh, Rice as well, two time NCAA division one coach of the year. I didn't know him, uh, at the time. and He was at Lenore Ryan. I didn't know Lenore Ryan either. Um, but he said, we need a running backs coach. I understand. He got my name from Mike Sarasulo, who's, who's, uh, that's still the head coach now at Springfield College, right? And I said, Coach, you know I'm I'm out of the college game. I'm not looking to move anywhere. And I got a phone. I hung up with him. He was very gracious about it. I hung up with him. Got a phone call from a you know, soccer player's mother about playing time or lack of playing time. This kid was getting. I never coached a soccer game in my life, but I was an athletic director. Now. So I'm fielding these phone calls. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I called <laughs> Coach Goldsmith back. No, this is the same day. This is the same day. Yeah. And he flew me down the next day. I interviewed for two days with Coach Brent Thompson, who was the offensive coordinator. We'd never met each other. We never met, met that whole crew for the first time. Took the job. Uh, broke up with my girlfriend. Moved down <laughs> south. <laughs> and went, went to work for Peanuts at, at LR. And uh, was the running back's coach with Brent Thompson there for a few years. Made a good run. And, and that got us to the Citadel with the Master Championship and. 2013, and that got us the Citadel job, and so we've been there, been there since.
2: And there's a country song about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if there's not, there ought to be. That's it. <laughs> it's a,
0: it's amazing what a uh, high school parent will uh,
1: will make you do in life. It? <laughs> God bless you guys. I swear to you. <laughs> I mean, you guys got some patience.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> we well, good for you. I try to surround myself with people that do. How about that? So, I hear you. Um, well, I mean, you kind of hit on it, and I kind of have an idea, but, but, you know, maybe hit on somebody you've, you know, you've had to lean on when times are tough, or a mentor. You've, you know, you've kind of tried to pattern things after, and, you know, a guy that, you know, in the end when it gets tough, you pick up the phone, hey, can you help me here, or, or what about here?
1: Well, my father was, is a, uh, he's a hall of fame, Massachusetts high school hall of fame basketball coach. So it's, it's in the blood. He, he groomed me. And anytime I have an issue, I call him. Um, So he's been the number one guy that, you know, just, just kind of leading in the right direction. Um, And then, you know, the, probably the guy that made me want to become a coach was Mike Sarasula at Springfield College. I mean, he's just on another level. He is a tireless worker, uh, all about ball, but he is such a family oriented developmental kind of guy. Just, just making young men better. And he made me want to coach ball and he is you know, I talked to my father about situations uh, outside of maybe the specific X's and O's. You know, what about this kid? You know, is doing this, and I'm trying to motivate this kid for that. But, you know, sulo is a direct guideline to triple option and coaching football. I mean, he is just – he's the guy. And he's the guy for so many others. And I know there's been two or three guys on this. Um but you just – I cannot say enough about Mike Sarasula and what he's done for so many at Springfield College and what he's continuing to do. Um, and then lastly, you know, I, Brent Thompson, our head coach now, uh, when I got to him at Lenore Ryan, it, it was uh, – he, he elevated my game. I mean, he's such a cerebral guy. He's so detailed. Um, he, he really elevated my, my football knowledge, you know, over, overall. And then – obviously more specifically in the Veer, but, you know, and, and you work next door to him and I don't need to call him. We have such a tight relationship. I go next door and say, coach, what's going on? You know, I need some help with this or whatever. That's kind of a wonderful thing about being able to work for him at the Citadel is he, he's one of my closest mentors and I get a chance to work for him still. So, you know, those three guys have, have got me to where I am now.
2: That's awesome, man. And to kind of piggyback off of some of the guys you mentioned we've had on the program, um, we yeah. have a couple mentioned that you're, you're that guy to them, you know, as well, you know, like coach Jones, you know, he says you're a mentor yeah. to him and stuff. So that's pretty cool. It brings it full circle. We always talk about the brotherhood, you know what I mean? Not with yeah. guys on the field, but amongst the coaches and in this offense, it's awesome. It's an awesome deal.
1: It is awesome. I appreciate coach Jones for that. And, uh, that's probably one of the more special things about that place is it has – I think it's got ten total GAs or just these young guys that think they want to coach ball and they get two years to coach position and they learn and they're developed by Sarasulo. And, and, and I got a chance to kind of go back and be a part of that um, in 2015 and kind of mentor some of those young guys. And, and boy, I mean, that's a rewarding thing and such a great thing they got going on up there. All right. Well,
2: coach, tell us, uh, tell the listeners more about the Citadel, what the school is like, uh, what you're looking for in players and uh, your success over the years.
1: Well, if if you don't know about it, which some of our, you know, some some of the young kids that we recruit, we really got to sit them down and break it down. But it is a, it is the military school of the South. Um. So you know, our guys are wearing wearing uniform day in and day out. They're going to keep their hair a certain way. They're going to keep their clothes a certain way. They're going to get up when they're going to go to class. Um, it's a very structured environment. It's it's it thrives in discipline, um, which fits our which fits us, our coaching staff and our offense so well. So we kind of feel like we landed in this great spot. Um, you know, the school is very it's it's deep in tradition. They love their football um there's been a you know there's been a there's, there's some gaps in, in the success but um it doesn't matter I mean if if they were guys graduating when they were 0 and 10 they, they, they still love the place and love the football program as those guys that were 10 and 0 um so the the backing from the football community is huge um but it is a rigorous school it's not for everybody it's um it's a little bit different I like to say we recruit a little bit more of a mature kid that can kind of see past 18 years old it's it's easy to sell the school to mom and dad because they've they've been there, done that. They know how hard it is in the real world, and and, and one day you got to be a grown up, and you got to pay the bills, and you're going to have kids looking at you, and, and you, they're dependent on you. And when you promise them things like job placement and and high salaries and things like that, you know, but you got to sacrifice sleeping until noon, and and you got to sacrifice partying during the week. Um, it's an easy sell for most adults but um it takes a mature 18 year old to kind of find his way here and thrive here so being that just kind of niche that we look for we you know we feel like we wind up with a with a, a roster of mostly you know mature mature young men um really honestly when we're recruiting we watch a ton of tape but we're not necessarily looking for, you know, obviously we are looking for some four or fives and, then, and some O-linemen that can move, but we look for a couple of things. I and mean, then character is number one. And we check, we check as many references as we can. We're very, very thorough um, coaches, family, uh, teachers, uh, surrounding people of the program. Sometimes the kids don't even know we're asking some of these folks, um, but the characters got to check off and then they got to be able to handle the academic rigors. Um, when I was in college, I took 12 credits a semester. At the Citadel, you're going to take 18. Wow. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's it's different that way. And, and you're going to get up because you're going to go to class at 7 in the morning. You're not going to stay in your bed, um, which allows you more time in the day. And then a lot of guys aren't – a lot of guys are allowed not to do that. And, and But what kind of pays back is I got a starting quarterback that's got two years left who has graduated from the Citadel. it has got two years left. Wow. So, you know, there's a couple other guys like that uh, on the the roster right now. But, um, you know, and that's their motivation because as soon as they graduate, the uniform comes off. They can live in their apartments downtown, and now they're college football players in the number one city, destination city in the world. So um, it's got its perks there too. But, uh, you know, they're going to get their master's. He's got two years left to work on his master's. He'll graduate in five years and have have a master's from from the Citadel. And um, so the place is special. As far as what it can afford you, but it's different as far as in comparisons to most other schools and i don't I don't knock on the other schools I've coached at them I've went to them I didn't go to a military school um, but it's just different as far as obviously what we require of you and the product we put out and I don't think it could fit our staff and our style of football any better anywhere else so uh, we're we feel fortunate to be there well that's yeah that- That's
0: awesome. I I think as we kind of transition into the X and O, that's a a great way to to segue because I think when you're you're talking about triple option and the discipline involved with it and, you know, the repetition and the monotony, um, you know, I think when you're at a school like that, it certainly helps it
1: all, right? I would absolutely say it does. No
0: question so so coach you're the offensive coordinator man tell us what uh, what the options about at the citadel what's it look like you know if you're under center or, which I know you are but I'll let you
1: and why
0: and why do you use
1: it man let me let me preface um, the <laughs> citadel football and offense it is what Brent Thompson says it's going to be uh, and yeah. Brent Thompson he drives the ship yeah um you know he he was the offensive coordinator for a long time and um was given the head coaching job because of his success and and, um, he's got to wear a lot of other hats and i do what i can to relieve the offensive stress on him as much as i can um but the offensive boat and the citadel boat as a whole goes wherever he's going to take it so um but just to speak, you know, as far as what we do there in, in general, I mean, we are under center, true veer. Um, we uh, – segue, I, I like to tell stories. We went spring of 2013 going into the 2013 fall at Lenore ryan We went back-to-back conference championships. We felt good about where we were going. And we decided to go pistol. And, I mean, I dove in and I talked about the new mesh points and, and you know, just, just any, little, any little difference. Coach Thompson wasn't going to do it if we weren't. We weren't prepared to do it. And we, we did it all spring, all summer, all fall camp. And game one, we played Concord, West Virginia. And they come to our place and beat us. And we turned the ball over maybe five times. Now, mind you, this is the same year we went to the National Championship. So we knew we were supposed to be good. And we, went, we were 0-1. And we played Concord, West Virginia, who ended up being in the top five team in the country. We just didn't know it at the time. It had nothing to do with the pistols while we lost, but we had never took a snap in the pistol ever again. So we have been under center ever since. Um, I don't see us going to anything else anytime soon. I, I understand the reasons why some schools do. We try to clinic all the time with guys that. Have dabbled in shotgun, have fully believed in shotgun. Um, Recently, had uh, I won't name names, but we had some some uh, an older gentleman that was been a head coach and offense coordinator in this offense and run the split back beer and done it out of shotgun and 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 it's just it's just not enough to convince us to go away from from our bread and butter. We feel like we are truly. A downhill team, um, and I know everybody says it. And you got to understand as a triple option guy it, that you're going to be a little bit different, right? You're going to be a little bit tougher than the rest. Is what you feel like you need to preach. We're going to be a downhill team. We're going to get four yards in a cloud of dust, um, and our you know our running backs are going to be blockers first. Our wide receivers are going to be blockers first, and we'll have coaches come around. You know we've had a couple of good seasons, you know, fifteen, sixteen. Uh, we have some very good seasons and, and a lot of the coaches start coming around and saying, you know, what is it that you guys do? You know, what's the secret? You know, you're you're at a school that's playing with less and you're winning and you're top 10 in the country. And, you know, what's going on? And, and I swear, my the only thing I tell them is we don't it's not lip service. We are we believe we are tougher. And we build all of our practices, game plans, and and what we call on on Saturdays is because we think we're tougher. And it, it it's our patented first play against the the money games. You know, Alabama, Clemson, you know, South Carolina. The last couple of years is just double lead ice on. We're just gonna come downhill. Actually, that's our strength. You know, we don't do um, many other things than than under center, get to the line of scrimmage now get on you get on you before you can react and and I mean 2013 is Thursday before the national championship game we're we're we are running a live drill. Now I'm looking around like playing a national championship game two two days and i my starting max going full live on a linebacker on a load drill like we all toned told this down but it got you there so you know it's hard to argue with it and um we've kind of maintained that we've stayed with it and uh so we like to say that we you know we're, we're going to practice tougher than everybody else. We do a lot of live situations. We do, um, uh, at least anytime we're in full pads, I usually do two different segments alive against the defense. Um, and the live firmware blocking and, and live cuts and all that stuff is, is, if we're going to do it on Saturday, we're going to do it during the week, at least two times. So, um, and I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure where I just went with your question. So if you need to bring me back in, go right ahead. <laughs> nah, coach, that was, that was perfect. Um, uh, you
0: you actually uh <laughs> you actually popped in our next next question. I will let Tony ask it, but uh, okay. But that no, that was good. That's perfect because uh we were going to ask you kind of what your practice style was. But I always want to ask you one other thing real quickly because yeah. there's some other a couple other teams, not necessarily maybe under center, but um that, that do run some option concepts in the SoCon and and like other than you know like you talked about with your toughness, which that's you know, a big part of it. Um, you know, maybe what are some things you guys also feel besides that part kind of set yourself, you know, apart from the other schools that are running some option concepts, maybe not under center flex bone, but, um, but some similar stuff.
1: You know, it's, it's, um, I almost want to say it's almost just different philosophies in general. I just think those guys, you know, I, there's two teams in the conference that that are probably most likened to us. Just Furman and Wofford, and um, right. you know, F- Furman coach coach has been you know at the Air Force Academy and a little bit you know it's just it's different than the option, just right. like Navy's different than Air Force. Um, right. And then the the, the offense coordinator, at Wofford coach Lang, who I have the ultimate respect for. Um, he's been around so long; he's probably just bored with the under center stuff. I mean, he knows a lot about everything. Yeah. Um. And, and just runs different variations whenever he sees fit. So, you know, there's times when you're under center and, and they're loading guys in the box and your matchups in the passing game aren't great and you're looking for answers and you're like, you know what, maybe, maybe going shotgun and, and throwing around a little bit would help us right here. Obviously, it's just we don't really have the athletes sometimes to get it done. We have great athletes that, that buy into what we do, but we don't have eight receivers, you know, that we're going to throw to. We don't – they don't recruit quarterbacks with the with the greatest arm. I tell them all the time, I didn't recruit you because you can throw. I recruited you because you're a runner. So um, I feel like, you know, we have to just stay who we are and who we recruit to. And I understand the advantages to each one, but our philosophy is we're going to get really good at one or two things, and that's what we're just going to do.
2: Yeah, but just kind of going back to um... – being a tough team. You guys don't shy away from playing the big dogs. I mean, I'm I'm watching Bama again today. You know what I mean? I just that yeah. was so awesome. I mean, you know, you, you guys <laughs> people talked about the Citadel for the rest of the season after after you guys played Bama, man. How great was that to be in the second quarter there? You tied up with Bama 7 to 7, man. That had to be a good
1: We <laughs> were tied 10-10. Yeah, 10-10 and, uh, at the half and I'm up, I'm in the booth and I'm looking, we kick a field goal as time runs off the clock and I take the headphones off and I'm looking around and everyone's just kind of standing there. Usually it's a mad dash for the elevator. It was like, we didn't know what to do. We're just like, (laughs) I, so I said, uh, I looked around the room, it was pretty quiet. I go, boys, we're tied with Bama at halftime. And we started high fiving. Like, all right, we got to go. You know, we got to get down. We got to get down to the locker room. And so we go, we get to the uh, police escort and they get us to the doors of the locker room. And we're like, all right, composure. You know, we got to get in here. We got to talk to these kids. You know, this is great. It's exciting. I know it's if like you're out of body experience, whatever. And, uh, but you got to, you got to reel it in and, and you got to get in there. And we open the doors to the locker room, boys. you know, ready to give them the adjustments. And they are on the tables, whipping towels around. They're spraying water on each other like they just won a national championship. We're like, we got another half to play, you know, it's like, you couldn't calm them down. It was, it was, uh, it was really cool, honestly. Uh, as a coach looking back, you know, I like, can you know, I wish we could have kind of ran in the a little bit, but I was just, I was right there with them. Um, And I don't think we've ever been more congratulated for a 30-point loss uh, (laughs) ever in our lives. So (laughs) it was really cool. I'm not going to take that away. And We don't set the schedule, so we don't really have a choice as to who we're shying away from or anything like that. But whoever's on the slate, uh, we're going to bring it to them. Well, uh, i
0: tell you, the the year you all beat South Carolina was uh, joy to my heart, Bubba. I'm telling you. I
1: was –
0: you weren't gonna. I was uh, very
1: proud. Trust me. So oh, that's awesome. We appreciate that. Man. We still, we still get a lot of being in the low country here. You know, yeah, we, uh, we still get a lot of credit for that one.
0: I'll give you credit to <laughs> at
1: least. <laughs>
2: appreciate that. Yeah, I, t- I tell you, even at the high school level here, what we find out, you know, we are playing against a defensive lineman that's, you know, got got some offers, or you know, they're talking big time about D one prospect or whatever, you know, big son of a gun in there. We start licking our chops, man. We love it, you know, uh, get in there and scoop them and make them do one of these tapping, you know what I mean? Yep. And uh, nice. I saw there in the second quarter, y'all y'all had big old Quentin Williams. He's a first round draft pick, man, playing for Alabama. I think your center cleaned them, man. He was out a couple, couple plays after that. Uh, that had to be a good feeling. <laughs> <game.
1: laughs> yeah, anytime those boys stand up to some of those guys, I tell you, I'm just glad I'm not playing in some of those games yeah. when Alabama <laughs> runs out of locker room. So the fact that those boys don't back down, man, yeah, that's a proud yeah, feeling. It makes you Absolutely. proud, that's for sure. Yeah, hey, no doubt, no doubt. Our boys are tough. <clears throat>
2: All right, here we go, Coach. We said, uh, <clears throat> talk about your practice organization. What does it look like?
1: Well, uh, we we like to typically come out uh, right out of the gate. Um, well, before we before we get into stretching in you know, period one, we will uh, we'll just kind of do a little bit of cleanup. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll have meetings right beforehand. I know, you know college football kind of blessed with probably a little bit more meeting time than most. Um, so we'll have meetings before practice every day. And then we will go outside and walk through any things that we think could be problems so that we try to get their mind right and locked in um, before we start the day. Um, Probably take about five minutes and then uh, we get in a stretch. And then usually first period, we like to get right into it. And so we'll either do some type of live drill or we will do a full tempo drill. So whether it's, um, you know, we have team takeoff on the sled. Uh, which the linemen despise, but it is you know full speed firing off on the sled and driving it, and it's just repeated. It's, it's five minutes. Um, we will have uh, a live uh, – excuse me, a cut circuit um, where there's three stations and we're all just going around cutting uh, different different ways. Uh, and then we'll have this a segment called Perfect Play where we'll just line the ball down on the ten. You know, they know the next incremental snap will be on the 25, the next will be on the 40, and then we'll reverse it and go back in, defense is on the other side of the field, and we'll give them – we'll just call out our our two-minute codes or whatever it is, and they'll just full speed on air, run six plays down and back. Um, The main idea is whatever we do to start practice is going to be full speed, full something. It's going to get the heart rate going. It's going to get them hopefully a little bit excited, a little bit engaged um from there typically we, we like to do some type of ball security drill um slow it back down a little bit uh, whether it's a station or just positional you know whatever but uh, ball security obviously is a huge one and then every position we'll get depending on whatever their offensive line has a little bit more but um we'll do our individual all right so i i have the quarterbacks and v-backs and every day it's non-negotiable we're going to do at least 10 minutes of just the mesh just set up hookup and, and just going through our three different tracks, four different tracks, mm-hmm. whatever it is for the day. And, and, and just getting, and it's just, it's nonstop. I mean, three years in there's still fall stepping or cross stepping or doing something off track. So you never get, never get sold. So your Andy's huge. And then we just slowly bring it into, uh, uh, whatever the group work is. So, you know, we'll let our, we have, uh, let's say that our offensive tackles and our A-backs are working what we call a skim drill through a five technique to a backer. We're going to simulate that, you know, the wide receivers and, and A-backs are going to work a crack arc drill. Uh, whatever, you know, we'll just start to mesh into it. And it's probably not unlike what, exactly what everybody else does, but we slowly build into – you know, we have our non-negotiables every day. One of them is is my A-frames with the quarterbacks and B-backs. They're going to do that every day. And then we're going to run a mesh drill with the quarterbacks, B-backs, A-backs, and wide receivers. So, we, you know, offensive line is still in Indy, and we'll have our, our perimeter communication and any different – reads for one and two for the read and pitch key um, any type of stunts we might be able to throw at them get our timing down whatever and then non-negotiable is half line we're going to run you know backside scoops are hopefully done more with the, the individual with coach boy um, and we'll just get our front side work done um, with fear and, and zone option typically uh, we do we have run a ton of zone option in the past and that's kind of taken a, a good chunk of, of our time, almost as much as Veer does. So half line with, with Veer in zone option. And then we'll typically start to uh, – somewhere in there, all of a sudden we're going to do sudden whatever drill against the defense. You know, and We're just going to go third and long, or you know, put the ball down and drive it uh, for five to ten minutes. Um, special teams in the middle of practice, and then in and then the second half we'll just kind of – we'll work the team segments. Um, team pass, whether it's blitz pickup or, or just a regular team pass period. Um, and then we'll get into, um, team versus scouts and, and just any, you know, we usually run our base veer in one, whatever count, whether it's whatever, just our count system stuff and then miscellaneous screens and draws in the next one. So, you know, you can talk about it. it's It's probably pretty similar to just about what everybody else does, but, um, our non negotiables are, our, our a frames mesh, uh, inside run is the other one, excuse me, um, we will always do inside run every day, live with the offensive line, um, a backs, quarterbacks, and b backs, um, and then team segments. So um, we just try to find a diff- you guys. You gotta try to find different ways to spice it up. Is all we really try and do, and throw a random period in there here and there, but pretty routine. The the guys where
2: I'm at, they started calling the A-frame every day frame.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they that's should. Do, and right? they still got
2: bad footwork. I bet some of them. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we got. That's why we do it every day. So. Every day. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh,
0: so when you're doing your uh, your mesh with the uh, receivers, A's and B's, quarterbacks, mm-hmm. yeah. um, are your are you are your coaches the reads, or do you have the,
1: the players do that? I'm the I'm I'm either read or pitch. I'll I'll have a um, an assistant coach be one or the other depending on what I am. Okay. So so the read and pitch are always a coach and then yeah. we'll either have it carded or whatever it is as far as the defensive shell and bright yeah. side linebacker we just tell to run and scrape. Um, so yeah, one and two are usually the coaches.
0: Yeah. And then one other question, when you do an inside run, is that typically complimentary plays?
1: Inside run is is, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not veer. It's gonna be it's gonna be dive trap belly, um, you know the old sniper play, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you, just whatever, yeah. Inside run, Coach Boyd usually yep. runs that, and yep. yeah, we get them all touched on.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it's uh <clears throat> we get a lot. Tony, Tony, and I get a lot of questions about how to organize practice. You know, and sure. Whether it's like um like you're talking about you got your five for so non-negotiables um or if it's like more path line pod type stuff um yeah i just we always get a lot of questions about i think coaches always want to know like who or how to do the reads and, and who that yeah. who that person is like or who that entity is and i yeah. Yeah, I always like to get um, you guys to kind of verify that you're over there as coaches. I think it's important yeah. for a coach to do it, you know. So,
1: yeah, I do too. It can be hard. You yeah. you can't see everything from. I'd rather stand behind the B back, but unless you got some some good kids that you really trust, it's just hard to simulate what you're really looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I know you you can see enough, right? You've done it long enough, and I, yeah. I think that's the part. you I've been trying to kind of tell guys is you're going to give up a little bit, but once you get over there and you get enough reps at it, you can kind of tell what didn't go right or what you need to correct based on, you know, body angle or the way the play finished. You know what I mean?
1: You got it, yeah. You just get used to it. And then if you don't know, film it. Yeah, film it line. Absolutely.
2: Now, if I can only solve... how to run a boot during during scout, you know, when the scout teams out there. I call the boot and the, <laughs> straight up the field every time, man. I can't solve that problem. I'm like I put no it on the car, it. man that's
1: the best defense in America. That's, that's it. You got to figure it out. out.
2: <laughs>
0: so um and, and that's gonna kind of sort of dive into the next question too. Like you know Tony and I we we interview a lot of guys and and they all take bets throughout the year like what you know what defense they think they're gonna get it's funny you know <laughs> we, we laugh but um you know I think we get a lot of another a lot of questions we also get are about game planning like and 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 we've tried to talk about you know you, you don't necessarily know I mean you might but we don't necessarily know what we're gonna get, right? Sure. So um so when you're game planning, you know, are you trying to game plan you know, defensive scheme, or are you, are you more game planning their defensive personnel to kind of get your matchups and then whatever they're in, they're in?
1: You know, I, I almost – personnel is secondary to me, just the way I've learned it. Just kind of – there are certainly benefits to it, especially if you don't know what you're going to see. But I know a lot of high school guys will talk about it's like rolling the dice. As soon as they ro- roll out on Friday nights, like you, you don't know what they're going to do. Um, fortunately for us, <clears throat> we do have a couple teams that will line up and things similar to us and run some type of veer. So, typically within the league, we'll have a pretty good idea. Um, but you always have your your money game. Uh, you you know your, and then your two out of conference games, and so a lot of our time is built into in the off season we have uh, an assistant coach or a graduate assistant dig into who's on our staff, who's seen option, you know, who's, who's called the game against the option. What have they done in the past? And they kind of put together a little bit of a research packet. Um, and then, you know, it, usually more often than not, you can at least pinpoint one or two fronts to kind of focus on. So, yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I know so many and especially defensive coaches you know they're so personnel oriented and they're so you know they're too deep where's this kid from you know what year is this kid I'm I need to be better with it probably but I don't know half the time I just say I know there's a four technique you know I know there's a nine technique and we go on balance I know there's um, so we are really, um, defensive scheme oriented more than anything else. And then kind of once we figure out and get a feel for what we think we're going to see, uh, then we'll really kind of dive into the personnel, you know, cause you're looking at films, you only got two, two league opponents that are going to show you something that's really worth watching the rest of it. You're just trying to see, you know, if you get a time to watch it, you're just trying to see did anybody get hurt in that game. You know who played really well and what did they do really well and and where you know every now and then something will cross over. You can't leave any stone unturned, but your priority is front-wise. What are they going to do? And, and you know it's a fifty-heavy league, and um, a lot of your game plans look similar. But you know then your personnel starts to come in a little bit. You know you don't want to run the same thing and everybody over and over. So you kind of look for little weaknesses here and there. But really, scheme scheme first, personnel second.
2: I've been there, man. I know what you mean. Uh, I, uh, with the personnel thing, uh, scheming against a guy, running it away from him, and then uh, come to find out the, the, the kid we're running it to is an all American. All of a sudden, just, <laughs> it, it was just coming out party or something. You know what I mean? Uh,
1: yeah. So I'll give you this one. We are playing Samford last year and Samford has dudes. I mean, these guys look different and they had a kid that's playing, he going to play on Sundays and, uh, we just can't run into him. We just can't. No one in the league could touch this kid. And we're like, we found something on film. We're going to run it at this kid. And I'm not going to say a number or anything. You can look it up. But we're like, we're going to run it at this kid. And we got the whole game plan. You know, when, when it comes to this, we're going to do this. And we come out on Saturday. And that kid came out of the locker room. He was like 6'5", 280 jacked. And we are like... We're not – what are we doing? We're not going at this kid. He was the best thing. He was better than the kid we were game playing. Yeah. He was unbelievable. So, sometimes you got to read them all. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: The beauty of the offense right there.
1: No doubt. Good goodness. Ultimate equalizer.
2: Well, Coach, we got this question here on here, but I think he answered this already talking about inside run a little bit. What are some complimentary mm-hmm. plays you guys use in your offense? I know uh, Coach Boyd in Dallas. You guys went out to Dallas and talked this year. Um, yeah. And Coach – I think Coach Boyd handled a lot of that. Uh, he talked about the, the play handback. Some people yep. call it sniper. That's a, that's a yep. really neat play. Um, what are some other maybe – give us maybe one or two other complimentary plays that you like? I know I've seen you guys in the wishbone a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's more wrinkles than than a that that sniper play is probably the most um, time consuming. It's it's not even a wrinkle. It that's a that's a big part of our game plan usually, um, and that is a bear to scheme up against each front. Um, Older offensive lines do well with it, but younger guys, it's tough. All of a sudden, the guy was supposed to be a four, and I was a gap or a three, and whatever. So, and we put a lot of time into that play. Um, I have really started to become a fan of this isn't a wrinkle, but it's just some guys do run it, some guys don't. I love trap and um, influence trap, and um, you know, I don't think I'm giving anything away because you can see the film, but we'll, we'll run some type of. Uh, Basically a midline read off a trap um, where the quarterback will take midline steps and will just pull the guard in that direction just as if he was veering. Now he's just pulling and trapping the opposite side of the center. And if that three technique squeezes, the quarterback will pull it. If three, three techniques, they put, it, he'll give it. So it's trapped one way and it's midline the other, and that's been a good one for us. Um, but, uh, you know, I, yeah we we stole that you know we saw that on film yeah we um, ain't going to go down that road Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, leave yeah, that alone <laughs> i got you yeah yeah, no so we got a couple wrinkles but yeah right. i mean oh, trap is, uh, I, 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 influence trap has been a good one for me too so
2: yeah yeah Just what um up. Speaking of the influence, though, I mean, that's 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 the beauty of this offense as well. You know, I was looking at uh, some of the Bama stuff today and, you know, like uh arc and a tackle, you know what I mean? You went, yeah. You know, just to mess with that end and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, you said influence trap, you know, to try to get that three technique or a two to step out. I mean, that's just yeah. awesome. I, I love it. I love it. That's the genius. Yeah. The genius of this offense, man.
1: Yeah, and the more and more creative you try and get, the more you realize it's – you're just switching one guy to do another guy's job and the other guy to do his job, and it's just, you know, it's creative different ways that you can run the same play over and over again.
2: That's good stuff.
0: Well, Coach, um, we know you're busy. you got a meeting in the morning, but just kind of want to finish up about maybe some creative ways you've used a passing game, you know, within the uh, within the offense to be successful. You know, I think I think a lot of people are always looking for some answers in that. that category of how you can take advantage of some people so
1: well i'm probably not going to give you anything visionary i'm going to tell you just just give you an idea of some of the things that we kind of made important to us in the passing game um we really sold to our quarterbacks the idea of you are picking on the run support defender. so whoever you know i'm really just going to give you some things that i've done to simplify things but Get your eyes off of that guy because we're expecting him to be gone. You can see him gone pre-snap, and you should be able to deduce the amount of guys that your eyes are on just by knowing who that run support defender is. You should be able to know which which play action we're about to call anyways because you ought to know pre-snap or when that A-back motions into pitch path how they're triggering – who we should be picking on in in the passing game. So that's kind of one is really getting your eyes in the right spot and understanding who's going to be back there and who's not going to be back there. You should know that as a quarterback, college or high school or whatever. Um, The second thing would be we we have put time into our wide receiver quarterback, um, let's just say like in the vertical game for a long time and it's my own I don't know enough honestly I don't I know only what I know about this offense I don't I I have struggled to familiarize myself with all the other offenses I don't have a lot of interest in the shotgun spread it out throw it around so if you put me in a room with a lot of those guys I'm gonna be the idiot in the room because I don't know what you're talking about um, but you know we have repped consistently you know some some fade routes some three-step stuff to kind of get us out of trouble. Um, we have drawn. I'm trying to give you guys some some actual visual things. We have drawn a solid line up uh, the top of the numbers, all the way down the field, goal line to goal line, and said the football has got to be dropped into this zone um, to give your wide receiver a chance, and the wide receiver needs to run the route along that line or inside of it to give himself, you know. And that is, I'm the only reason I say that now. It's nothing but that paid off fifteen years into coaching this offense. I we'd never done that before. And all of a sudden a year and a half ago we started doing it and we're scoring touchdowns on fate. Um which is which has helped tremendously. I mean just finding points in places that we had never really found it before. Allowing your wide receivers to kind of read and get on the same page as the quarterback where if you have a three step route called as easy as it is to, to convert to a fade, now we're gonna be good at that fade. Um we have allowed some communication between our wide receiver and quarterbacks as far as the routes they're going to run, dependent on cornerback leverage. Um, so whether it's an out-breaking route, an in-breaking route, or a sit-down route, um, is all dependent on the cornerback. Um, and and it's giving you kind of some go-tos, whether it's third down, um, or you're just trying to steal some yards. It's it's things that you haven't really thought about in the past. You're trying to find ways to run midline triple, and all of a sudden now, I got a way to run three-step. Um, and and then you know. Probably just some of these – I did a clinic in, in Dallas about um, how are they reacting with their non-run support guy. And that's, that's the big thing I think that we try to focus on is, you know, let's say you have a, a, a cover four too high shell and that play side safety is screaming downhill. You're leaving the backside safety to cover something towards the middle of the field. Well, is he overreacting and I need to cross his face? Do I need to cross his face with two? Um, do I need to just run traditional wheel, traditional vertical, whatever? But um, it kind of goes back to the original point of your eyes, as your quarterback, need to get to that backside safety, but so does your, your game-planning eyes so when you're watching film and stuff like that. You, you really need to be going off of that one guy that's left, and how can I get two-on-one? Um, and it's really, it's really kind of what all we're geared towards now is we're going two-on-one with that backside safety. Nothing crazy. That's,
0: no, that's no, that's really, really good points. That's really good, and uh,
2: you know, yeah, we're, I both, we're both fans of the run and shoot, man. Trust me, so we're yeah. all about those and yeah. stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I can appreciate that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything starts those... with four verts, you know.
1: Yeah, I got Mouse Davis playbook on my on my desk right now. <laughs> there you well, go. Good for you. <laughs> we get out of the box every now and then.
0: Yeah. Well, we hey, maybe we'll call you back and do a run and shoot podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> you might get crickets on my end. But, um,
1: I'll be in the listen. <laughs>
0: well, we'll give you some time to read the book, coach, and then you can be yeah, an expert.
1: I yeah. appreciate. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. We'll be <laughs> nah, shocked. Man, we you year.
0: know you got to run. You got an early meeting, but you know we really appreciate you coming on. um It's fun to be able to talk to all the different guys and. You know, I know Tony was out in Dallas and, and he really liked, you know, what you guys had to say. So we wanted to have you on and, and we really appreciate it. We wish you the best of luck with the new one coming along and the season.
1: I appreciate so, that. I do. Know. I I appreciate you guys you guys doing this. And it's, uh, I hope I give you something, you know, but um, hopefully I'm not too repetitive. But uh, I just, I love this offense and I, and I appreciate what you guys are doing for it. So
2: bring on Bama.
1: <laughs> whoa! 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 <laughs> <laughs> stay right there.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: well, all right, Coach we'll, we'll let you go, Alan. On Take care, bro. I appreciate you guys. Take- That's going to wrap this episode of the Mesh Point Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. You can download and listen to our podcast at Apple iTunes, Spotify or the Google Podcast app. Go on and rate us if you think we're any good and leave us some comments of some things you might want to hear in future episodes. Again, I'm Matt McLeod. You can reach me on Twitter at RunTheTriple. Again, that's at RunTheTriple. Our MeshPoint podcast has its own Twitter page, and that's at TheMeshPoint. Again, that's at TheMeshPoint. You can also find me on FlexBoneNation.com. I Have an option blog there with articles and plays uh, that can help you out during your seasons all right Tony I want you to let the listeners know how they can reach you on social media all
2: right guys go to three face football on twitter at three face football and uh you'll you'll be able to follow my account and um the cool thing about it is, is, every Monday we do something called Mesh Point Monday, and basically I'll post out four questions concerning a triple option topic. And it's a great opportunity for coaches all around uh, the country and uh, to, to get together and network and and uh, get to know each other. And you know, we'll talk about some kind of triple option topic. So catch uh, catch that every Monday, eight o'clock Eastern. And uh, what you want to do is search the hashtag Mesh Point to see everybody's responses uh, to, to the four questions. Uh, like I said, great great way to uh, build our networks and, and, and learn some things. It's like an ongoing webinar on Twitter, so it's real cool. Also, check out the website, threefacefootball.net. Uh, we've got some cool gear, like Fear the Veer, you'll see in the background here. Uh, Fear the Veer stuff, uh, Meshpoint gear, and, and other things like that. So uh, go check out that website as well.